It's time now for Keeping It 100 with Dory. Sponsored by the Derek Olivier Institute, Keeping It Real with Dory is designed to analyze, discuss, and develop positive outcomes to help stop the violence in the community. Now, let's go to the studios. Here's our show host, Edmund Davis. Parents and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. What's the science class? Let the course begin as every episode is a semester. And thank you for tuning in to Keeping It 100 with Dory on Buffalo Radio, making history one generation at a time at ABC. We are broadcasting from Arkansas Baptist College in downtown Little Rock's historic Dunbar neighborhood. We are just three lights from the Arkansas State Capitol building, the seat of power in the natural state. Keeping It 100 comes on every Thursday from 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Buffalo Radio. 
We are the newest, I repeat, yes, we are the newest HBCU radio station and program in the nation. We are America's only, only, and I repeat, only one hour show of power that discusses black male murders as the number one killer of black males ages 1 through 44 in the United States. And we know that issue is homicides. That's right. The number one killer for black males ages 1 through 44 in America is homicide. Not accidents, not cancers, you know, not strokes. So uh, we're the only demographic in the country out of 330 plus million people. We're 6.6% of the U.S. population, which averages to about 22 million people. All right. So again, out of 22 million, of course, one out of 40, excuse me, ages one through 44, rather, you know, we uh, suffer the first thing that we die from is homicides. Okay. Podcast us if you missed us. I'm your host for this hour where you will be empowered. I am Ed Davis, assistant professor of history and director of the Derek Olivier Research Institute, where being real is the deal. And of course, before we go any further, this is our exemptions clause. Y'all know that's right. This is a course every Thursday at six o'clock. This is a course. So again, some of y'all may be able to test out of this course. So this is the uh, part where you can go ahead and flex that muscle, all right? This is our pretty much segment we call positive facts or empowering truth of the day. Again, positive facts or empowering truth of the day. We have a number of stats here that I wanna uh, kinda go over. And the first one is special to me because I went to this town a couple of times in high school uh, for the Colonial Relays. Those that run or are involved in track and field, you know about the Colonial Relays in Williamsburg, Virginia, okay? Now they just found out recently in Williamsburg, Virginia of pretty much a settlement in African-American church and area where, um, of course, enslaved citizens had lived uh, back then in the duh, right, Colonial Williamsburg. So you would know and you would think that, but I try to tell people, you know, even uh, during the colonial days, before the colonial days in this country, that African-Americans were here before the enslaved Africans arrived. That's right, you heard it first here on Buffalo Radio. African-Americans were here in this country, settled. They're the first Americans, that's right, before the enslaved Africans uh, were dropped off here after they came from the Caribbean or straight from uh, the western uh, sideline, if you will, the western coast of the African continent, okay? So again, that's the news out of Williamsburg, Virginia. Uh, that's not surprising, but it is good news for people to be exposed to this kind of information, all right? Also, the other story that I have here, it's about HBCU funding has been uh, taken away or downsized, if you will, uh, from this current administration. And uh, it should get folks' attention, not just here at Arkansas Baptist College, but the other 100 institutions of higher learning, whether you're uh, you know, small or mid-sized or a larger HBCU. Of course, uh, funding has been minimized, been downsized. It's been uh, pretty much taken away. And I've read that today. And of course, it's been all over the news. In fact, Claude Anderson, Dr. Claude Anderson, and uh, Dr. Boyce Watkins were talking about it today, uh, talking about the economic side of uh, HBCUs and how, you know, too often we're dependent on the government. Okay, we're too dependent on that. So that's a conversation for another day. But again, it's in the news, and we have to have these uh, comfortable conversations, and uh, we will in the future, Lord willing. Okay. Also, 
I want to give a special acknowledgement to Oakwood University. I want to say thank you for reaching out to uh, the Derrick Olivier Research Institute, also for reaching out to Arkansas Baptist College, which uh, the Dory component falls under the umbrella of Arkansas Baptist College. And so definitely uh, we look forward to your visit and uh, we're going to galvanize a team here and we will greet you after we meet you and uh, definitely um, we will uh, build bridges. It's all about building bridges and uh, establishing relationships, seeing how we can serve others, whether it's Oakwood or whether it's the Arkansas Baptist College family or other HBCUs or even PWIs, okay? But in this case, we're talking about Dory and uh, Arkansas Baptist College. So we will definitely uh, look forward to uh, your visit sometime in early November, all right? So shout outs to Oakwood University and uh, we look forward to you all coming here. Okay, now the next announcement is, is something that's uh, uh, still resonating in my spirit from last week. We had a fantastic series of events last week related to uh, Derek Olivier. We all know he's our Buffalo soldier with wings now. Derek Olivier is the student, a leader who lost his life nine years and a week ago, excuse me, nine years and uh, eight days ago. And, uh, you know, we definitely want to keep his memory alive and keep his legacy moving forward. And we thank the Olivier family for uh, blessing us and allowing us to carry that torch with them because they're leading the way and we're playing a role here at Arkansas Baptist College. And so the Derrick O week was last week. Okay, the second annual Derrick O week was a series of events catered towards uh, honoring Derrick. Of course, also remembering how and where he lost his life. And his, of course, his birthday uh, was two days after he lost his life. And so, of course, in that between period, whether it was on the 27th or the 29th, the 28th, that is, that one day we had a panel discussion and we talked about a number of different uh, solutions that should be uh, sought in terms of uh, minimizing and preventing uh, black fratricide. For those who just tuned in, I am Professor Ed Davis. This is Keeping It 100 with Dory on the Buffalo Radio. We're talking about last week's Derek O Week. And so, of course, giving more details about that awesome week last week, we had a number of people to visit Arkansas Baptist College, and I want to thank them first and foremost for taking the time out their schedules to invest uh, in ABC to invest in Dory to invest in the legacy of Derek Olivier and of course his family appreciates that and we giving a shout out to uh, Papa Joe and Mama Alma and of course the other family members and, and we have a special guest on that's uh, Derek's uh, big brother Mr. Antoine Prince will be on in, in a few okay we uh, want to thank the whole family Felicia included his, all, all, their, all his siblings and family members in the entire region down there in uh, South Louisiana, okay? But I want to take this time to thank everybody who partook in these endeavors. So we want to thank uh, President Clark. Thank you, President uh, Carlos Clark, for your leadership, for your green light in this uh, event. We thank uh, your staff. We thank the entire faculty, the entire staff of ABC. We thank our Board of Trustees for acknowledging us and, of course, for being present, whether it was online or in person. We know the Board of Trustees uh, was present when it comes to uh, the Derek O Week. 
we thank Justice Hampton. All right, sir, I really appreciate all of what you do. Mr. Hampton, you are Dory student ambassador and you lived up to it thus far. We thank Mr. David DJ Williams, who is a wrestler here on ABC's campus. I believe it's in North Little Rock. So shout out to uh, David DJ Williams, who also is a, a student's work study over at the Dory Building, an assistant. We also thank uh, Ms. Jennifer Coffey Davis, one of the elite, of course, lyricists here from a poetic standpoint. She's an author, social activist, of course, mother, wife. She holds it down with the craft that she has. She blesses many people. And uh, again, we have to honor folks, at least give them shouts out, those who put the work in. And Coffey has done that. Please be sure to seek out Jennifer Coffey Davis if you're interested in poetry and uh, words that uh, make you move words that are powerful. Okay, we also thank Dr. Vicki Williams, Dean of Students, and uh, she's a number of different titles that Dr. Williams has. Uh, she's often uh, given advice to uh, me and others here at ABC, but of course she's family, okay? We also wanna thank uh, Judge Marion Humphrey. Judge Humphrey, Pastor Humphrey, thank you, sir, for coming on by. We wanna thank Paris Hall, all right, formerly Paris Tatum, Chase Bank executive, for coming through and, and blessing the campus speaking life and wisdom to our students from the fiscal standpoint, financial literacy and opening up bank accounts and things like that. So we appreciate you. We also appreciate ABC alumnus, all right, LaVoice, AKA Jasmine Reeves. We thank you for blessing us with the song, The Spiritual Warfare. Make sure y'all cop her CD. All right, we're talking Miss Jasmine Reeves, AKA LaVoice. Of course, we wanna thank keynote speaker, Mr. Uh, Tim Campbell. All right, Mr. Tim Campbell is a UAPB graduate. He also works at Shorter College as a master recruiter. Uh, he's also a community leader, and I think, believe is on the Arkansas 250 list of the most influential persons. So we wanna thank Mr. Tim Campbell uh, for uh, giving the keynote address last week during the Derek O week. All right, we wanna thank attorney Brenda Stallings for being our moderator for that awesome panel discussion we had last week on Derek's uh, 30th, excuse me, 29th born day. He turned 29, okay, he would have turned 29 on the 29th of this year. So again, we uh, thank Brenda Stallings. We also thank all the other panel participants, Deputy Chief Witten with the Pulaski County Sheriff's Office. Uh, we thank licensed psychotherapist, Ms. Andrea Fresh. We thank Ms. Ruby Carter Welsh for her nonprofit set where her skills, her story, is unparalleled. We thank EME, of course, CEO Antoine Turtle Jones. Of course, he's also our chairman of the board for X Felon Advisory Board. He's our president. So, again, he's also a college graduate at Arkansas Baptist College. He's a, a husband and, a, and also a father and a grandfather. We thank him for all the work that he's put in and what he's done networking. We thank uh, Mrs. Yolanda Harrison. She lost her son uh, two years ago. Uh, Yvonne Sprawlings, God rest his soul. We thank her for giving the remarks that she gave. She partook in the panel discussion and she talked about ways of seeking solutions. We thank Bishop Fred Harris for the words, the input, and the prayers that he uh, contributed to uh, the Derek O week last week as well. And so we also wanna thank the Dunbar neighborhood here where we're at right now. For those who came out and partook, we thank the parents that came out and partook, those that have lost sons, and daughters due to senseless violence over the years in Central Arkansas, not just Little Rock. We're all in this together. And of course, without God, without the church, uh, we won't be able to do much. 
So again, this is a plea for us to come together for unity. Of course, scripture says where unity there is the Lord. So we want to make sure that we're unified and seeking solutions. And those solutions, we don't have to ask the government for anything. We have to ask the God for everything. Okay. I'll say that one more time, nice and slow. We don't have to ask the government for anything, but we will ask the God for everything. We will ask our God, our Abba Father, in Jesus' name for everything. Okay. But we have to be galvanized and our hearts have to be in the right place, folks. That's where it starts in the home. If your heart's in the right place, hopefully this speaks to you. And I uh, look at the glass half full, not half empty, but we are caught between a rock and a hard place. It's not looking good. A young man lost his life a couple of days ago. Several others were shot. And uh, I received a text message not too far from where the uh, crime had taken place off of John Barrow Road in Ward 6. That was, I believe, number 53. And we'll talk further about this. A heinous crime again uh, another african-american male loses his life and uh, that's the same sad sob story that you know most people would be desensitized to it but i'm thankful to the holy spirit that i'm not and um you know it, it really dreads me to come out here and and just talk about it but that's how the show that's how the show has been designed that's why it's been put together this is the only show Okay, on Internet radio, the only show in America where for an hour it's centered, it's concentrated on talking about, okay, the trauma, the drama, the homicide, the murders, but also the solutions, also the, the licensed people that are in position, also the mental conditions of some folks, also students, parents, policies, procedures, you know, gangs, the whole night we cover it, nothing goes untouched we addressed all these issues and we seek solutions okay we seek solutions we're problem solvers we're civil rights workers in that essence that's what we like to talk about so it uh definitely is something that you know it's not for the faint of heart but that's what we do here on buffalo radios keeping it 100 with dory and uh we're going to continue this fight moving forward and uh, we're not giving up. We won't give up on our brothers. We won't give up on our sisters. We won't give up on our people. We will not give up on ourselves. And we will not give up on God because he will not and has not given up on us. So definitely uh, we are here and uh, we ain't going nowhere. All right. We will continue to have this conversation and seek solutions and uh, remedy this issue and minimize these uh, heinous crimes, murders, violent issues. Okay. So we have to keep having this conversation but we're going to go on a quick break here and when we come back we're going to have uh just the opening part about the professor david say segment then after that we're going to introduce mr antoine prince he will come to the mic and uh we're going to exchange and make remarks about uh, his brother the one and only mr d.o Derek olivier so we'll be right back with keeping it 100 here on buffalo radio
alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College Today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College Today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. Welcome back to Keeping It 100 with Dory on Buffalo Radio's station, of course, where being real is the deal. I am your host, Professor Ed Davis, and uh, we want to go into a little segment we mentioned a few weeks back. It's called uh, Professor Davis Says, and so hashtag Professor Davis Says. I've got something that's not, um, of course, it doesn't fall under the umbrella or auspices of Arkansas Baptist College or the Buffalo Radio. This is just my commentary, uh, if you will, as an independent uh, person. All right. So again, it's my throwback Thursday remarks. Every once in a while, I'll put something on social media or I'll make a comment uh, that's, of course, fact, truth based rather. You know, so it's not just me throwing out just anything. We don't do that. We want to have some facts and truth to what we're saying. And so I've got something here. I've got three f- pictures and these pictures are from urban areas in America from the 1930s and the 1940s. And so my TBT, my Throwback Thursday image was these pictures on my social media account. But I'm going to speak out and give life to the words that I put behind uh, that acronym, that Throwback Thursday. And so it goes a little something like this. In these Throwback Thursday images of America's African-American males from the 1940s and, and 50s, black males didn't kill each other. Before integration, this is how black males dressed. Before guns were stockpiled in black neighborhoods, peace was stressed. 
Before dope was moved in their neighborhoods, there was hope. Before the federal government incentivized single moms, a black dad's presence was the bomb. Before the absence of black dads, their sons dressed with class. Before you get mad, ask yourself, escorted as they did with their dads. This is no excuse to socially sin and be ill as keeping God first, the black man's will. The first 50 walls, of course, we're talking black Wall Street. The first 50 Wall Streets in America gave good models of murderless, less communities. It started in the mind before we go back, we must rewind. Hashtag before TBT. And of course, I close out by saying before segregation, okay, in around the time of the new integration, we looked or we dressed this way. You have to see these pictures, folks. Of course, but we didn't kill each other, I must say. And so again, when you look at the post on social media, I believe it's on my Facebook page, uh, my, my public one. Uh, it's not on, but my private one, it is. My personal account, it is. And so we definitely want to share these images of African-American males from the 1930s, 40s, and some in the early 50s. You know, it started to change up in the 60s and the 70s. It got out of control, and we've been on a 50-year killing spree of each other ever since then. And, of course, we're talking about uh, segregation. These are the images of segregation, how young black males dressed. Not just going to church, but, again, just going out. This is how they dressed back then. And so my dad was a little child back then. He was born in 1942. So this is around the time that my dad was a little a child or, or was born because uh, he just turned 79 years old uh, last week, okay? But I want to digress from that and talk about this conversation I'm about to have with the awesome Mr. Antoine Prince, and the topic is rewinding and reviewing, okay, the past on Derek. Of course, that's where we're going to be. Our special guest here is uh, his brother. He, of course, is an entrepreneur, and, uh, you know, I've, I've come to, to grow and to love and to uh, be able to politic and, and talk you know, wisdom and, and to become a smarter person just talking to uh, Brother Antoine. And so, again, he's our Keeping It 100 with Dory. He is our special guest for today. He is uh, Mr. Antoine Prince. And our topic, again, is uh, reviewing of the past on Derek. So, Brother Antoine, how you doing, sir? Brother Antoine. Brother Antoine, okay, he may have dropped off, but we're going to pick him back up again. It's not a problem. But getting back to what I said before Antoine chimes back in, uh, we definitely have to, you know, see it from all angles, not just our angle. To see something just for one angle, uh, outside of, again, my disclaimer, outside of, uh, I'm only going to see it Jesus angle, and I'm only going to see it, uh, say that one time, but um, it's important yes, that sir. we do have that conversation. Brother Antoine. Yes, sir. How you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. How you doing? You know what? I'm, I'm better now that I hear your voice. Welcome to uh, Keeping It 100 with Dory. And of course, uh, it brings me honor. It brings us great esteem to have someone like you on the other line. Uh, you make us a whole lot better. And we're grateful. We're thankful. So how's the weather down there? Beautiful, beautiful, man. Wow. Wow. Finally. Well, you know, it, you know, I, I was thinking about it last week. I said, man, I, I got, and this was after me and you spoke. 
about several things and of course I spoke with uh, you know your mom and pop and I said you know what we have to cap it off with big brother and so uh, you know but just to talk about last week the last class segment we uh, mentioned it and of course I wanted to go ahead and make a, a, a close out using you as the uh, precipice and uh, to close it out from that standpoint but definitely um I just wanted to introduce you to uh, the Keeping It 100 audience and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, hometown, family, children, and business, community, maybe something that I didn't go over before. Let this audience know. We got people listening in from Philadelphia, South Louisiana, California. Let people know, okay, your background, your hometown, and what makes you smile or frown. Let folks know, Antoine, what's up? <laughs> Uh, I'm Antoine Prince. I'm from a very small town called Glencoe, Louisiana. Uh, born and raised there all my life. Um, that's where my brother and I were both born and raised there. Mm -hmm. um, three girls, three beautiful daughters, uh, Amari, Elena, and Ashlyn. Uh, Elena is a um, senior at Xavier University of New Orleans, mm -hmm. and Ashlyn is a freshman at Louisiana State University in Baton Rouge. Um, I'm a um, financial literacy coach. I help people uh, understand how money works. Been doing that for quite a few years. Um, I'm also pretty active in my community. I ran for a few political positions and work pretty closely with local politicians. And yeah, that's about it, man. It's a country boy. Country boy, huh? I, I like that. My dad. He's from a small town called Rockingham, North Carolina. He would always talk about being a country boy and picking cotton. Of course, growing up in the 40s and the 50s before he moved to the big city and met my mom and, and all that. And, you know, this I got here. But definitely, uh, Antoine, we're glad to have you on. That way, uh, you know, for those who just tuned in, we've got Mr. Antoine Prince on the line calling from South Louisiana. About it, about it, y'all. He's online right now. He's the big brother to the late, great Mr. Derek Olivier. He's the reason why I'm sitting in this chair now. Of course, we're all grateful to God for all things, you know. As tragic as it sounds, what happened to Derek, nine, nine years and a week and, and three or four days, you know, it still resonates here on this campus. So we know it still resonates in your heart, Antoine, like it was just a reoccurring broken record that you don't want to hear all the time but that music ain't going nowhere and we try to make that tune into something more pleasant and that's what Dory's here and that's what we're here and that's what we're going to do at ABC and hopefully and prayerfully throughout the country as the momentum grows and so just got a couple of uh you know questions and and you know it, it's one of those things that we're you know we have these conversations it's like you know what I have to pick the brains of, of like-minded individuals and some people that, you know, we don't know. But us getting to know right. each other, you know, over this last year now, it's like, you know what? Um, we're connected forever and for life now. You know that, I know that, we know that. And uh, right. exactly, and, 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 it's, and it's, you know, part of God's plan that we didn't see coming. We did not see this coming, but, you know, I'm grateful uh, to know you. I'm grateful to know the family and getting to know you more. And, uh, you know, we're in this. This is a life mission. This is a ministry. And, um, you know, we put that sweat equity in, and, you know, this is the fruits of the labor. And so uh, just, just talking about that, you know, we want to just kind of review 
four or five different areas of influence that are detrimental uh, for success, uh, that are issues that we look at when it comes to minimizing criminality or even the prevention of homicides. And one that sticks out, and there's several, but I want to talk about the first one. I want your input on it. Unemployment. What is your take on unemployment and the homicide rates? How can we tie those together? I'm sure uh, they're, they're an ungodly couple. They've been dating for a long time, unemployment and homicides. And of course, uh, the offspring that they produce is pretty much what we see in the news all the time. And so, but what is your take on that, uh, unemployment and, uh, and homicides and irrelevance? Uh, it's scary, the amount of homicides we have with young um, black men. And I think that is due to a lack of opportunity. Um, you know, we, we're taught to go to school, make good grades so we can get a good job. But um, we are not all brought up the same. A lot of kids come from single-parent households. A lot of kids uh, have a mom that's trying to work and raise children. And, and you know, it's hard. And, and I think that leads, uh, that leads to these children being lost. You know, I, I was uh, one of those kids at that point. My dad died when I was for the village that I had around me mm. of uh, my grandparents and my aunts and uncles to um, kind of come together and, and pour into me, which eventually you know it came out and uh, i came out pretty good man so i think um it's the lack of education and and it's the single parent household that contributes to a lot of this mm -hmm. yeah oh yeah yeah and it, it, it's tough it's tough um and then i, I think another thing is of uh, teaching people trades out of high school has kind of disappeared. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys had it when you were going to high school, but we used to offer welding and carpentry and plumbing. Not everybody's intended to go to college. Not everybody's meant to go to college. Not everybody wants to go to college. Right. But you need to learn and know how to do something in this life. So I think that leads to a lot of unemployment and, and us as black men not having a trade to go out and make a living with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Somebody made a comment on the radio. No, it was on TV. I can't recall who the person was. I don't want to misquote him, but it wasn't my original thought. As a as an author, I always want to make sure I get credit to where I got it from. So I got it from somewhere. It was a man on TV, but I'm going to rephrase, paraphrase what he said. He said, we are becoming a tradeless America and we're going to reap some sour benefits, I, I guess, if that makes any sense. Uh, we're going to reap that, that, that what we sow or lack thereof about, um, you know, I went to college. And like you said, I know there's plenty of guys out here that are my age, you know, that are um, doing financially a whole lot better than me with no degrees, you know, and, and right. they're doing well, you know. And, and, of course, they have a skill set. They have a trade. And uh, my older brother... You know, he would be 50, Jeff would be 57 if he's not already. I think he's 57. But Jeff, if you're listening, man, this is, this is, this one's for you. But again, uh, he has a trade. Uh, he didn't go to uh, a traditional college route like I did. I was the different one, decided to move away from Philly a thousand miles to the south. I hadn't been back in <laughs> 26 years. I hadn't been back since. But to say all that, um, other people in my family, my sister and my others, 
I'm, I'm one of 12, but several of us, uh, you know, most of us rather, did not go to college. We took a trade and uh, are doing real well and providing for our families and getting back to what you said uh, via the unemployment or the route thereof, you know, we have to have more African-American males take up more trades. Like you said, everyone doesn't have to go to college. Everyone doesn't want to go to college. Just repeating what you said, I believe that wholeheartedly. So that speaks truth, uh, and, and I appreciate that. You know, I think about now, you know, getting back to that same totem pole of different marks, I think we've got mental health uh, under there as well. So thinking about mental health and homicide, again, they have a relationship, another unholy union. You know, marriage and unemployment was an unholy union. Now we got homicide and, uh, you know, mental health. There's a lot of people who make decisions based off of uh, mental instability. Now, we don't know with the culprit in Derek's situation if he was mentally unstable or not, but a lot of brothers out here are in the streets, some of them making uh, immature decisions, and they're listening to voices that they shouldn't be listening to, and they don't know it. What do you think about that? That's absolutely correct. I mean, you know, if you don't have a, a male role model, then you, uh, the music and and what you see on television and what you see the older guys doing in the neighborhoods, that becomes your role model. So a lot of them uh, pattern themselves on what they're intaking from those different things. So um, mental health in the black community is really serious because nowadays, I think it's, it's uh, talked about a lot more than when I was a kid. Like, when I was a kid, you know, they said, you need to pray more. Like, You're all right, you just need to pray more. But um, right. through the things that we've endured from slavery to uh, civil rights to the, ep the crack epidemic in the 80s, like we've endured a lot. And then no one has actually um, sat down and, and, and evaluated the mental damage that that has done over generation after generation after generation. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that's... Uh, that's something that's really, really serious, and that's something that we need to talk about a lot more. Definitely. Um, I saw a stat recently. I believe it was from the CDC's uh, website out of Atlanta, but it had a number that got my attention, especially here in Arkansas. Arkansas is 15%, 15.5 or 15.6 of the population is African-American, according to the last census count. And so according to uh, the CDC, 15% of African-Americans have mental instability. And of course, that number may be quite modest because I'm thinking out of all the people in this country, and I know I may be criticized for this, but I believe it's the truth and, and I have to substantiate it with some facts and some truth, but we're the most African-American males, that is I know, are the most traumatized Americans in this country. Okay, we traumatize ourselves, uh, we traumatize with um, the lack of this or the lack of that, we're traumatized by what we see or what we don't see. Officers, the bad ones, traumatize us. So definitely there's some mental markers, just, you know, at fruits of that uh, improper uh, concerns. But um, yeah, so we definitely have to have uh, the, these conversations. And my wife showed me of a show last night. I don't get down too much with the, with the housewives reality type stuff, but she showed me a concept last night on one show in particular I uh, can't recall which one it was. It was Love and Hip Hop, one of those type shows that she watches. And it was talking about African-American male mental instability. And it was a room full of brothers 
uh, famous black men, black males. One we just had met last week named Little Scrappy. And shout out to Little Scrappy for coming honest about his uh, mental uh, concerns. He made a post on social media and it turned some heads, it raised some eyebrows about um, you know, awareness. Hey, we have to have that uncomfortable conversation. And you know, of course, some of us were told when we were growing up, oh, just suck it up. That ain't the wise thing to tell your son if he's you know, seeing some things he ain't supposed to be seeing or if he's going through a, you know, just a phase you know, we want to, you know, provide more, uh, you know, more of a stronger comeback and, you know, just suck it up and just take it like a man. And when you got the men, they got money, they take it, but they sit on somebody's couch. They got some medication. Right. They're talking to some therapists if they have resources. But us, we don't have these uh, resources. So we're, we deal with it in a different kind of a way, whether it's self-medicating or doing something that's immature, which leads to uh, bad decisions. What do you think? I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Um, I, I, I listen to this podcast. I am athlete with a couple of popular athletes, Chad Johnson and Brandon Marshall. And, and before they start every segment, they do a mental health check with one another. You know, how, how's your mental? And, and if somebody's going through something, they sit down and they discuss it. You know? And I think um, we need more of that mm-hmm. you know, with our family, friends, the people that we're surrounded by. I think that's extremely important. I mean, I, I have a couple of good friends, and when we get together, though, these are the kind of things we talk about, including yourself, and it helps. It's yes. therapeutic. Yes, yes, definitely. You know, it's um, something that can be sinister if we don't address it, and, you know, it's only by God's mercy, his grace, and how he just kept me covered growing up back in the hood in Philly. I had all types of people coming at me, but God kept me covered. I don't know for what reason he did it, but I could have fell in a lot of different traps and pit holes and all types of demonic stuff, man. And, you know, but I kept walking by as much as I wanted to stop. I kept walking by. And so I'm just grateful that, you know, uh, uh, that he didn't allow me to stop. But um, we're going to go quickly for those listening. This is uh, Ed Davis and we have here brother Antoine Prince. We are having an awesome conversation about seeking solutions and of course we're talking about reviewing the past on Derek, Derek Olivier, the legendary Mr. Derek Olivier and uh, this is his big brother here so we will take a commercial break right now and we will come back to you on Buffalo Radio's Keeping It 100. Alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College Today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College Today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 
$500 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships. And we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. Back to Keeping It 100 with Dory on Buffalo Radio, where being real is the deal. I am Professor Ed Davis. We have on this call a very important call for a very important person, Mr. Antoine Prince down there in South Louisiana. He is the big brother, folks. That's right, the big brother. He helped raise, okay, our Buffalo in heaven. He helped raise uh, Brother Derek Olivier, one of our um, fallen Arkansas Baptist College students. And of course, uh, he's been with us ever since and for, is forever linked with this college, this campus family, this community with the city of Little Rock and beyond. So we thank Antoine for being on this call and doing this interview. So Brother Antoine, I got a question, of course, here, and we want to make sure that we keep it centered on baby boy Derek. He would be headed towards his 30th year had he still been with us in the physical. And so we're still going to celebrate and, and cherish uh, his life and be grateful and thankful to God that you know he gave you and Mama Alma and, and Papa Joe and your whole family an awesome little brother and to them a son and you know we just hold on to the memories the memories that you still have so tell us okay off the script just tell us give us some fine memories you have about your little brother growing up in Louisiana oh <laughs> there's so many man um <laughs> Derek was a practical joker, uh, extreme country boy. I loved horses and dogs. Um, loved playing practical jokes on the old man. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you a good one. He would, uh, <laughs> he would take Vaseline and put it in his shoes. So when he put his shoes on in the morning to go to work, he had Vaseline all over his feet. <laughs> uh, oh, wow. Uh, he would before. take takes a ran wrap and he would tape up the door frame and Joe would wake up and go to work and run smack into the saran wrap. Those are the kind of things Derek did all the time. Or come home, put his sweaty football helmet on mom's head and he just was a practical joker, a good yeah. kid, man. He um you, you were speaking about your um your your upbringing in, in Philly and that was the tragic thing with me. Like I had a similar upbringing. Like a lot of my friends were in a bunch of things that we shouldn't have been involved in. Right, and and right. where Derek was, Derek had a pretty good life. And mom, dad, brother, sister, aunts, uncles, cousins, he never was a street kid. 
Mm-hmm. So I, it was really, you know, when, when it happened to him, I was like, wow, you know, all the things I got myself involved in, mm-hmm. it never happened to me, but it happened to him. Right. You know, um, but he was a really, really good kid, man. A typical 19-year-old, love football, mm-hmm. love football, love girls. <laughs> yeah, love your mom should just telling me that. <laughs> love to be silly. When mom and dad said no, big brother normally said yeah. So he, he would play that card a lot. Uh-huh. Um, just a good kid, man. Yes. Awesome, awesome kid. Well, and, and, and you know, for, for the audience to, to hear you say that, you know, that pretty much seals the deal. But um, if we could turn the clock back to September 27th, 2012, besides, uh, you know, not being present for Derek, besides Derek being not present there physically in that parking lot, what do you think in retrospect could have been done to avoid uh, the tragedy? That's a good question, Professor. I mean, I would always, and, and I, I preach this to my girls now, is be very cautious of the people you call your friends and what they're involved in. Mm-hmm. And also always be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that note too. I saw that to my son too. And, you know, we got grown children, but I'm like, you know, uh, we have to, we have to remind ourselves of these same things we tell our children. <laughs> and, uh, right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And even when I go out and eat, when we go out to restaurants, for some reason, I put like my cop face on. Uh, I like to sit by the wall so nobody can sneak up on me when I'm eating food. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I, I have a habit of an inclination of making that call. Most of the time, 95% of the time we going out, I want to sit next to the wall so I can watch everything and be observant. And uh, this perilous times we're living in, man, people are actually strategizing. While we're talking right now on this internet radio show, people are planning for the demise of other people just because the enemy is busy at all times. If we're busy 24-7, he's busy 25-8. So we have to stay up, prayed up in the armor of God and our word and just doing the right thing, making the right decisions. And your baby brother, he made the right decisions when it came to changing the car. I was saying it before, you know, he didn't go out uh, selling no, no dope or beating up no lady or, you know, shooting at nobody. You know, he was changing the tire. And again, like you said, your surroundings, that was one of those things that where even me or you could have easily lost our lives because I would have I would have been that guy changing that tire. I would have been like Derek changing a tire. And so if I have to go out and I remember you remember the movie. Uh, what's his name? Um, it came out in 1989 for those listening. If you're a millennial, you may not know about this, but we're Generation X talking on the phone right here. Now, we're talking about Harlem Nights. Remember Harlem Nights, Antoine? Oh, yes, sir. Absolutely. One of my favorites. Exactly. There's a scene in that movie where Richard Pryor, okay, tells, and of course, Richard Pryor, you know, his, his name, of course, he owned a nightclub. His name was Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray was telling his son Quick. Eddie Murphy's name was Quick. He was telling Quick that it's cool to die when you're 90 years old, 89 years old, when you're surrounded by your grandkids and your great-grandkids in the bed and you just pass away because of old age, that's a cool way to die. He said, getting killed at 27, shot in the streets, it ain't cool to die like that. And that's what's going on here in America every day, at least for African-American males. On average, according to Dory Data, 
18 minimum, 25 max a day, every day. And so we have these Derek Olivier, you know, situations all over. And so, um, you know, it, it's, it's definitely uh, gruesome, it's bothersome. But again, no one's talking about it but us. But we have to raise that alarm and, and to the families, to the other Antoine princes, to the other Alma and Joseph Olivier's, there are a lot of y'all out here in this country and uh, we can't rely on local, municipal, county, state, federal. We can't rely on the feds to help make things better. It's going to take us getting behind God and making better decisions, like you said, being, being aware of your surroundings, but also being involved in our son's lives because this young man who pulled the trigger, you know, uh, definitely he would have done that the day before the day before that this wasn't no thing he just woke up and said he wanted to pull a trigger he had already had probably purchased that gun a long time ago but um absolutely yeah yeah just wanted to go ahead and but that quick analogy with uh uh you know eddie murphy back in he was having that conversation with uh his adopted dad you know that was just something that i see and that's resonated with me for 30 something years when he said it ain't cool to die at 17 years old, and it, you know, no, it's cool to die when you're 90 years old with your grandkids around the bed. That's a cool way to die. I never heard that before until that movie. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But definitely, uh, if you had an opportunity, okay, what would you say or communicate to the accomplice that ended Derek's life, your little brother, on that day? What would you say if you if got this Lord, if the Lord gave you an opportunity, and hopefully and prayerfully in the future? You know, justice will be served, and you know this young man. He's—we don't know his age now. We don't know how old he was, but you know, if you had something to say to him, what would you say to him, Antoine? I would, uh, I would forgive him. Let him know that I forgive him, and then I would, I would um, really go into detail about the person that he took away from us. Mm -hmm. wow. Undoubtedly, this young man is lost probably hadn't had a lot of support and I would want the opportunity to be a support system for him. Mm -hmm. Wow. I, I would want to be that somebody he could talk to. Yes. Yes. Wow. Now, yeah. how could, how could the keeping it 100 with Dory, how could the listeners reach out to you if they're in need of some financial literacy or even some elementary economics you know how, do you have an email or uh, a social media page that they can reach out to Antoine Prince yep. you know as far as being a coach you may they may want to fly you down up here or you know they may want to be headed down your way I just want to be able to make some connections with your skill sets God gave you a particular skill sets that some people don't have myself included and so you want to give the audience any uh, means that they can reach you? Absolutely. Um, um, I, I can be reached on Facebook, Antoine Prince. I'm easy to find on Instagram. It's Prince underscore of the South. And um, email address is AP Debonair, D-E-B-O-N-A-I-R, at iCloud.com. Um, I'm always looking for... Uh, people show people how money works and show them also how to make some extra income always looking for people so if anybody needs any help with that please feel free to reach out awesome awesome 
Well, and also, I want to add to that for those who someone, if you know someone who is struggling emotionally or in need of uh, some mental uh, concerns that need to be addressed, take down this website, okay? Again, take down this website. It's mentalhealththishealth.us for support, okay? I'll say it again. If anyone that you know uh, needs some help, any of the listeners here, and keeping it 100, if you're struggling with uh, emotional or mental health, of course, I want you to go to this website. It's www.mentalhealthishealth.us for support. Okay, I'm going to do it one more time. The third time's a charm. Here we go. www.mentalhealthishealth.us for support. Of course, we always want to leave our listeners with some information that way they can see a website, look at some credible data, and uh, it's important for us to do that moving forward. But brother Antoine, man, you know we we really appreciate all of your insight, all of your input, all of your wisdom, and our thoughts and our prayers and our jubilations and our celebrations are still with you and the family uh, for Derek and of course the safety and the uh, growth of you and your family and of course to Mama Joe and. Uh, you know, the whole Olivier family, we uh, hope and pray that you're doing fine, that you're listening to this show. And for those who are listening in Philly or New York City and here, right here in Little Rock or down there in South Louisiana, we appreciate you. Of course, uh, here on Buffalo Radio's Keeping It 100, we're on every Thursday from 6 to 7. And uh, if you're interested, please uh, definitely spread the word. And I think it's important. But again, to our guests, we want to say thank you. Uh, it, it's always an honor to have someone of your caliber on this show. And uh, hopefully and prayerfully, we'll get a chance to invite you back, Antoine. But I want to just say thank you for everything that you're doing and uh, keeping these irons sharpened. That way we all know iron sharpens iron. So I want to say thank you, brother. Absolutely. I appreciate being on. I want to send a quick shout-out to Judge Blanchard, who's listening out of New Orleans. I know he'll be tuned in. And all of my family and friends at home, my aunts and uncles that are listening, appreciate y'all for everything y'all do. Awesome, awesome. Now, of course, uh, in closing, it's a mature avenue to get help to invest in therapy, a counselor, a mindset coach. It's godly to pray on or about your issues dealing with traumatic experiences like homicides, violence, and grief that we can help alleviate some of these uh, issues like beef. Okay, we will continue to keep this ball moving forward. And of course, we will have a list of professional counselors uh, if they're needed for us to reach out to them as well. Okay, so uh, remember, we're on every Thursday from 6 to 7 p.m. We're the only show in America that talks about exclusively African-American male homicides. And we have to seek solutions also. Okay, this is a platform. This is therapy. This helps get it right for us moving forward. So. We keep God first in Jesus' name, and we say thank you for listening to Keeping It 100. God bless you.
alumni, parents, and students, be sure to listen every Monday night at 6 p.m. to Arkansas Baptist College today. Every week, we'll discuss Arkansas Baptist College and the campus activities. Guests will include faculty, staff, students, and we'll even throw in a community leader or two. Be the first to know what's happening on and around the campus of Arkansas Baptist College by listening to Arkansas Baptist College today. That's every Monday at 6 p.m. on Buffalo Radio. The smart, affordable choice when choosing a college is as simple as ABC. Arkansas Baptist College is among the most affordable colleges in the state of Arkansas. We'll work with you to create the optimal financial package and consider you for a variety of institutional scholarships when you apply. You'll receive automatic considerations for merit scholarships, which are renewable up to four years and based on your GPA. First-time freshmen are also eligible for a 20 annual reward. In addition to scholarships for academic merit, we offer athletic scholarships, and we can't forget about scholarships for band and choir. Our financial aid team can help you through the process of compiling scholarships, grants, loans, and work study. We here at Arkansas Baptist College believe college should be accessible to everyone. For more information, call 501-420-1234. Arkansas Baptist College. We'll see you on campus. Are you tired of the violence that is racking your community? Are you wishing someone would do something about it? The Derek Olivier Research Institute, based on the Arkansas Baptist College campus, is doing just that. Join Edmund Davis every Thursday at 6 p.m. as he and his special guests discuss viable solutions for stopping the violence in our communities. That's Keeping It 100 with Dory every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. Thank you for listening to Keeping It 100 with Dory, the show designed to create positive attitudes and come up with solutions to stop the violence in the community. Join us every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. right here on Buffalo Radio. We'll see you next week.